if we have the desire for only God, absolutely nothing but God, we get everything else plus God. And, and so that's what I mean is by refining your hunger and your, your just your inside longing for uh, the divine above all things. And once you do that, um, you realize that, you know, all the, the attachments of the world are, are ridiculous. They're, they're silly compared to the, the glory of God. back freedom junkies to another freedom junkie radio where we bring you more freedom than you knew you didn't have i hope i am really excited about the interview that i'm about to do today i'm bringing back joseph bender we've talked before about a lot of really important things that are happening in our world and Joseph and I are going to talk today. Let me just, I'm, I am going to give a little introduction to what I think is about to happen. And then we're going to see where it goes. Joseph contacted me recently and gave me a little bit of a piece of a writing he had done. And what this has to do with is the spiritual nature of the timeline shift, whatever you want to call it. The authoritarian age is crumbling. We're witnessing it. And we've shifted into the age of Aquarius. People are hearing about this. Things are getting a little bit rocky. And there's a spiritual thread that we've got to pay attention to at this time. And Joseph has made this very clear to me. He wrote a piece and in it, he described something that was very poignant to me. He said that, and I'm paraphrasing, most of us come from a, a religious background. Most of us were raised with some type of a religion. But at some point in our lives, we tend to see the hypocrisy within our own religion, whether it's in Eastern countries, Western countries, it doesn't matter. And when we see that hypocrisy, we tend to, to throw the baby out with the bathwater. And, you know, it's funny because I did exactly that kind of when I was 17. It's exactly what happened. I was I. I kept the spiritual seeking in me. And Joseph comes from a um, Orthodox Jewish Kabbalistic background, which I know very little about. So today we're going to discuss one of those things you're not supposed to discuss, religion and politics, right? So uh, here we go. Joseph, welcome back to Freedom Junkie Radio. I'm so happy to have you here today because this is an important discussion we're about to have. It's a delight to share with you and your audience. Okay, so I gave a little bit of a description of what I think we're going to get into, but you go ahead and let us know. For those of you who don't know, Joseph's been on before. We talked about uh, the aerosol spraying in the skies, water and how important it is on our planet. Joseph is a scientist and a scholar, and he is a, a genius. 
And so here we are having another discussion with a genius. Discussion with a genius. I am humbled. Go ahead, Joseph. Um, we all are searching for meaning in this age when there's so much change taking place, and um, the uh, for years, you know, I studied all the different religions uh, of the world in my seeking to understand more of life. Uh, I was having mystical experiences in my young 20s. And so I, I, I wanted to figure out why I was, you know, I, I knew I wasn't crazy. Um, uh, had I shared with uh, materialistic people, that's probably the <laughs> uh, result I would have heard. Uh, but so um, when I uh, I started studying the Christian mystics and and then they kept referring to the Kabbalistic mystics and being uh, uh, born Jewish, um, I realized that when I started really finding Kabbalah uh, amongst, it's a maze to find the real Kabbalah amongst all the uh, fake ones. Um, I realized that here was the synthesis of Eastern philosophy and Western philosophy in one system that also had a scientific and mathematical understanding to it. So it was a perfect fit for who I am as a, as a being. Um, and I actually, all my scientific research, I've used the Kabbalistic model to figure things out. And so the Kabbalah is uh, the, the tree of life is the, is kind of the template of, of how consciousness and matter interface um, energy and matter equation, uh, the EMC equals, you know, Einstein's equation is is spelled out perfectly in the Kabbalah. Okay, now I've heard of the Tree of Life and I've heard of the Kabbalah, but for those of us who don't know what it is you're talking about, can you give us um, a background, a description? Yes, the Tree of Life is, is kind of like the uh, template uh, from which all creation came into being. So from, from pure thought to manifest matter, there is a process. And, and so there's these three pillars on the tree of life, the uh, pillar of the father or severity, the pillar of mercy or the mother, and the pillar of the child in the center, uh, the result of the two pillars interacting with each other. And each along that, there are 10 different, what we call sethros, uh, uh, spheres of consciousness. And then there are pathways from one to the next, um, uh, which is a kind of a spiritual progress. The, the fascinating thing is when you study the ancient mystical Jewish Kabbalists, they say you can't, the gravitational forces of the pillar of severity and the pillar of mercy are so dynamic and so powerful that if you start to head towards one, you're leaving the other. And you that's where error or, 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 or sin, um, which really means missing the mark, you're off center. Um, and the further you go off center, the further you go into the, the power of these sethros. So, so if you go into judgment, and get over masculine and the patriarch uh, tyranny. Um, or if you go into mercy, you become wishy-washy, uh, uh, totally uh, accepting everything and, 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 and not 
creating uh, any understanding. And so either of those are, are one becomes a masochist, the other becomes a, uh, 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 the, the right pillar becomes a masochist, the left pillar becomes a sadist. Um, you know, it's, it's not too, it's similar uh, to the yin and the yang. Right, right, right. There, and these two powers have to coalesce in the central pillar for us to have clear moral understanding that brings freedom, that brings life, that brings uh, the abundance that we are to live in this this reality in. Okay, so, you know, one of the things that I loved that you brought to my attention in your beautiful piece you wrote was that it doesn't really matter what religion you're coming from or which one you, you came from or which one you cling to or, or how, or what you call God, even you didn't say that, but it's what's important is that we have a connection to the divine. And that's what you meant by not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. The it's that connection that's so important. And so whatever you want to call it doesn't really matter. You accept that that you came from Judaism and you're you're one of those few people who's still willing to say you know what it's okay I'm okay with that most people don't want anything to do with the religion of their I shouldn't say that a lot of people cling to the religion of their youth um, but you're right in that a lot of people find uh, the hypocrisy in their religions because they all have it everyone I mean, the a lot of the people who rise to the to you know, the priest level of whatever religion you're in, it's because they're not a good person. That's the people who tend to want to rule us. And we see that hypocrisy and then we boogie. But um, I, I want to get to your the, the Kabbalistic viewpoint of it, but I also want people to see that um, what we're getting at is a spiritual dynamic, a spiritual connection, and that we really need that right now. And one other thing I noticed when you said the the masculine and the feminine and the child in between, that is such an ancient truth. It's one of the few truths that all human beings know at our core is true. And for the puppet masters to be trying to pull that rag out from under everyone right now by saying, oh, no, you can choose or there's more than two genders or anything like that, that they're trying, and, and people are, you know, believing this crazy stuff that they're told over and over again becomes reality for them. If you take that center truth away from humanity, we have nothing to stand on. Right. And, and you think that's the basis of the tree of life is the right. masculine and the feminine. Right. There, there are going to constantly in, in Kabbalah, if you go too far into error, which is truth apart from truth. So, so you know, God didn't create evil. He he created balance, but evil is created when you get off balance, when you go too far to one thing. What happens is the reverse tree of life, the, uh, the shadow tree of life appears. And this is the Q Kabbalah that you see that the Western traditions, and, and that's why we even call them the Kabbal, because they have twisted the Kabbalah in the reverse tree by saying, you know, God is both good and evil. So uh, mm. now that you've learned about the good part, let's uh, molest a child so you can learn the evil side of God. And and they they twist the teachings of the Kabbalah to use it for 
their mm -hmm. magical practices or satanic practices. Okay, so you said the Q Kabbalah, and what you mean by that is that there's three spellings for Kabbalah. There's the K-A-B, there's the Q, one that starts with a Q, and one that starts with a C, and I didn't realize that's where the word Kabbal came from, was Kabbalistic. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so is the Kabbalah a writing? No, it it is a set of teaching in, in ancient Hebrew culture, back in the, uh, what people call the Old Testament, uh, or what we call the Tanakh, um, there was the school of the prophets. So to learn how to hear God's direction, whether it's a sensing organ or seeing in visions or dreaming dreams, or, you know, there was all these different methods in this school and they were the original Kabbalists, which literally means to receive from on high. So that's that's where the word came from. And then, um, uh, you know, there was a lot of uh, Judaism, uh, you know, there's a long history that would take too long to explain. Um, but as it progressed, um, Jews, realized that Kabbalah was too accelerating people's spirituality too fast. So they started creating confusion. So only those initiated would understand it. So they themselves, see the Jewish rabbis themselves started mixing things up. They even tell people today, you have to study Talmud for until you're 45 and have, be, be a stable marriage before we let you look at Kabbalah because a lot of Kabbalists would become heretics. Uh, they would believe in the Son of God, uh, the not a Christian belief, but a, 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 an understanding of of the central pillar. Um, and then a lot of Christians started studying Kabbalah, and they started all the uh, occult orders in the uh, middle, you know, in, in Europe back in the 16, 17, 1800s and stuff and then they started adapting egyptian magic and and perversion to it and that's when the q kabbalah and i and for years i didn't know the difference and i would order books and I'm like oh this is horrible you know and i could tell right away by the author if, if it was genuine kabbalah or or this this uh, counterfeit Okay, a couple things have come to mind again. One is I'm having a memory of back when I worked in a record store in the 90s of uh, Madonna following the Kabbalah. And I didn't know what it was at the time, but I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. Um, and then the other thing is, so if you were to give us a, well, and, and Madonna has gone off the rails when it comes to whatever they have those, um, the the people who have microphones in their hands what the, what they do you know yeah she's and gone so, pure satanic yeah satanic and so I'm I that I'm so curious about all this but um if you were to give us a a, a 2023 snippet because that's what everybody wants right we want the little bitty chunks of information uh of w what is the teaching of the Kabbalah what is what is it can you tell us? Well, um, just to clarify about uh, Madonna, um, I actually went to the um, synagogue 
the Kabbalah Center synagogue that she used to go to um, in California. Um, and what happened was um, there was a, a genuine Kabbalist named uh, Rabbi Ashlag who wrote some really wonderful Kabbalistic pieces. And one of his disciples was a guy named Rabbi Berg, and he mixed Kabbalah with New Age teaching and and popularized it and started the Kabbalah centers and you know they'll always try to sell you their books or get your tapes or, or and they actually wanted me to um endorse their water they had a Kabbalah water at one time uh and they sent it to me and I said well yeah I need to do these tests and I need to do this and they go oh you got to do it for free because we're the Kabbalah center and I said well goodbye <laughs> So, so that's a popularized Kabbalah, and it's very popular in amongst the Israeli youth uh, in Israel because they're so hungry. You know, when I went to India and lived in India for two years, everywhere I'd go to every ashram and 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 spiritual center, the top echelon would all be Jews because they're so hungry for spiritual truth. Okay, so what does the Kabbalah teach? The Kabbalah teaches us first how to uh, open up our spiritual ears and eyes and sense organs to a higher revelation. And, and so there's, there's a faith, uh, the, the pillar of the father, um, love, the pillar of the child, and um, hope, the pillar of the mother. Um, these three energies um, is how we, we ascend from our our earthly tied existence into a, a higher uh, spiritual awareness um, to create change in this in this environment with the idea um, you know the tikkun olam is what the term we use in in Judaism uh, the repair of the world our job is to infuse the world with light um, if we didn't look at ultimate hope ultimate faith ultimate love we would we would fall apart our, our programming would would loop into a, a destructive manner um you know uh, the uh, cancer cell uh, is actually a human cell and and they're on on this cell there's a bunch of little uh, filaments that communicate with the whole body and uh, when the water becomes really acidic it burns off that those filaments and and we call that cell angioplastic it becomes primitive it forgets it's connected and it starts being destructive and eating other cells and so humanity when they lose connection with these ultimate truths start to get destructive and they start eating other you know destroying each other and that's really the condition we're seeing in the world today. Uh, but but it, it finally becoming obvious, whereas for years, you know, uh, 40 years ago, they were giving us vaccines that were killing us. We just now figuring out, you know, how bad it really is. Well, and there's just such violence these days. I try not to watch it when I, um, the the only social media I really use is Telegram. And I know you're on there as well. Um, there's a few channels I follow that that are 
that really show some of the violence that's going on in cities in Europe, in cities in America. It's mainly the cities is where the violence is. And uh, it's crazy. It's crazy how violent people are. And that when you see someone not having compassion and love for another human being and being violent with them, it made perfect sense when you said, when you were talking about it is the absence of a divine connection. It is the absence of that. We've gotten so far away, some of us. And so, and I think that would be by design. If they can Mm -hmm. have us killing each other, how perfect, you know? So how can we you were talking about the cancer cell and how, but then it becomes cancerous and causes the other cells around it to get all. Yeah. It it starts eating them and reproducing itself into these uh, killer cells. Um, Whereas um, the neat thing is there's always a redemptive process, even with cancer to bring, turn those cells back into healthy human uh, life supporting cells. And so once we understand the mechanisms, whether we're talking about the macrocosm inside our human body or the the template of the tree of life, um, which is interesting, a base 10, you know, we have um, 10 fingers. uh, We're we're base 10 built. Um, I once did this uh, math when I realized the angelic order is on a base 12 and I started calculating uh, uh, base 12 math with base 10 prime numbers and i realized it all just oh it's so beautiful it, it just tells the story of this this co-collaboration with the the spiritual world that we have at our access wow that's just so crazy every time i try to wrap my mind around a different like base let's do base seven let's stick it's uh mind bending it really is we are so conditioned in the ways we are conditioned. So what, what is it you want to share with humanity about our situation unfolding? Well, understanding that evil, we, we sometimes think there's good and bad. But what Kabbalah teaches is everything is good and everything is bad if you get away from the opposite good. So, so you know, like again, if you wander too far towards one side of truth, you go into error. There's never been an evil person. Hitler never said, I'm evil. They always, they're just so extreme on one side of the truth. And so... Um, learning how to to balance us in that what what we call the pillar of the uh, the uh, mystic arrow to God that central pillar uh, we have to become the child we have to balance the masculine and feminine within our own selves to to truly ascend uh, up the and once you're at the top of the tree at what we call Qatar the crown. You can go down through each individual Sethroth without it affecting you because you're beyond gravity. You're beyond the forces of nature. You're, you're, uh, you know, have ex- gone beyond enlightenment. You know, it, it would be called enlightenment in other uh, traditions. 
You know, I love that you said God is good because I think I have fallen for this idea that God is everything. Now, I believe God is love. And I also have this belief, and I don't know where these beliefs come from. I'm sure I've been manipulated and uh, brainwashed. We all have. So just to be willing to be open to that and recognize that uh, I I can change my thinking, which I need, I'm sure I need to do. Um, I believe that God is love. So that, so when I, since I believe that God is love, it's really hard for me to believe that God would send us here to be sinners. I have trouble with this, with the afterlife idea of hell because God loves us, every single one of us. So, and I don't care what you call God. You can call God great spirit. You can call God the, the, um, the spirit that lives within all things or um, the divine, the creator. I, it doesn't matter to me at all. Um, there has to be a feminine aspect to God as well. It's not a masculine thing. It is all, it is everything. And right. it's, it's within us, that divine connection, that divine spark. I believe that we are all um, drops of God, droplets. We are not God but we are divine. We're, we're a son or daughter of God. And we have the power within us that any other human being has ever had, if we can tap into it, which is the true magic. But so I have trouble with this idea. And I, I have for many decades that um, actually, no, I haven't been alive that many decades, but um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the majority of my life, I've had trouble with the, with, um, well, I think it's just arrogant of any of us to think like that, you know, when we see uh, something happen uh, in the weather or something and to think, oh, that never happens. Well, how do we know that doesn't happen every 300 years? None of us are here long enough to know. Right, right, right. Humans have a tendency to be pretty darn arrogant. Anyway, um, I have trouble with the idea that God sent us here because I, as a, with a Christian background, you know, there's the do the right thing or you're going to hell. And it's like, well, hold <laughs> on, you know, God loves everyone. He loved all his children and he sent us here with free will and we're all sinners. We all screw up and some of us screw up a lot worse than others, you know, but I, I think we all go back to God because it doesn't make sense that he would be well, like, I encourage you uh, as a, um, to listen to there's thousands of near-death experiences on youtube and not listening to one or two or even a dozen but i've listened to over 300 now and when you every time you listen to one you step a step back because it's a little different story and then you begin to see all the commonalities that are universal and and the universal commonality of all of them, there's not one I've heard that hasn't said they felt immense love when when they left their body, and and uh, most of them wanted to stay, you know, in, in that place, and 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 some people that were drawn down to dark because they were dark, they were evil, they were they would do wicked things, they were pulled down, and. God says, "You want another chance? I'll send you back if if you want to if you want to try again." That's how much love God has that He even rescues a dead person from hell to to give them an opportunity in this plane where there is uh, wicked people. 
but how we respond to the, what is the opposite of faith? Uh, you know, on the pillar of the father, there's faith. The opposite is bitterness. So if the enemy can get us bitter at our betrayals, he's won. But if, if we move into forgiveness, all of a sudden faith reopens the door and the light comes in us and starts to manifest in everything we do out, out here. Uh, what's the opposite of hope? Hope is reaching out for a spiritual truth that we don't quite have grasp of yet. It's, it's in the future. It's, uh, it's materialism, lusting after things is the exact opposite. And that's why the enemy tries to get people so into materialism and, and, and things and, and, and become more important than people even and, and stuff. What's the opposite of love? It's that physical lust that grabs, that wants to take from another human instead of honor and, and, and respect them. And that's why uh, all this, these sexual sins are such a tool of the, our enemy to pull us away from love into self-gratification and, and, and uh, a destructive behavior that comes out of that. Uh, you know, the, if the kundalini... Uh, in, in our spine, the um, they call it in Judaism, we call it the soul spark. If it goes down instead of up, that person becomes violent and, and cruel and wicked. Um, and so th this energy that God has implanted in us uh, needs to be liberated so that we can really change the world and like say heal the world and that's what that's once we get that's our goal we, we start building the tools to to get realigned and, and in that central pillar to go up back to god okay and we have these tools because you just mentioned um forgiveness and that was one of christ's big messages Exactly. Them, Father, they know not what they do. And when you forgive someone, it is such a much bigger gift to yourself. Exactly. To exactly. Exactly. And then and you, you mentioned um, materialism and, you know, the Buddhists are all about minimalism and, and, and truly finding center without needing things in your environment. And, and so we have these tools, they are here for us. How do we find that spark as humanity. I mean, I, I jumped on a thread that was really trying to divide people racially the other day, you know, saying that, that it was in, in England and in some other European countries, they're having, you know, we've had our races among us the whole time here in the United States. We're very used to each other. We really like each other, regardless of what we're told. We know that's true. Um, but this, the, the race is being flung together uh, in Europe right now is, is causing a lot of chaos. And, you know, when I pointed out what Martin Luther King pointed out in the 1960s, that the, the, I have a dream that one day my children will, uh, know that, th that we should judge a man by the content of his character and not by the color of his skin, which I, we're there in the United States. I mean, do we judge each other uh, in generalizations? Yes. Are women a certain way? Are blondes a certain way? Are old people a certain way? Are, you know, can we make fun of each other? Yes. But we do embrace each other from what I have found in my life. Mm -hmm. I really have not run across very many American racists. I have, but it's not, it's not a normal thing. 
Yeah, it's rare. And and in in Europe right now, what I'm finding in some of these threads, when I jumped in and just said that, like, you know, skin color is irrelevant. Can we get over that? And I got attacked. Um, there were people who, uh, you know, made fun of me being called Freedom Junkie Radio. They were like, yeah, you sound like a junkie. And it was just, they were attacking me um, because they're like, no, race is a big deal. And um, I, they've fallen for it. They have fallen for it. We are human. We are all sons and daughters of God. Do we have to like everybody? No. Do you have to hang out with everybody? No. Seek those people that that lift you up. Um, so I, there's so much going on to divide us right now. And there is so much violence. I, and there's so much craziness as far as, you know, what's going on with the banks or what's going on with the World Economic Forum or what, you know, they're planning the digital currencies. I personally, I, I want to know what you think, but <clears throat> I think the more of us that just stand up and disagree with the authoritarianism and say, I do not comply. I will not be a part of this. And, you know, there's a great video of a guy who runs down there. It's like a music festival and everyone's sitting on a hill. I'll find the video for you. Uh, they're sitting, they're sitting down on a hill, listening to the music. The music's great. And this one guy runs down the hill and just starts dancing all just his own way, just kind of nutty. And after about 30 seconds, this other random dude who's standing about 10 feet from him goes over to him and starts dancing with him. And the video is amazing. It brings tears to my eyes every time I see it. The About four minutes into the video, the entire hill of people has run down and there's hundreds <laughs> of people dancing and it takes that person. And right. there's enough of us that are willing to stand up to what's happening. How do we spark? I loved that word you used, spark, what needs to happen for humanity right now, because there's a lot of us feeling it bubbling up in us and we want to shift we want to usher in something new. What do we right. do? Well, as you said in the beginning of your podcast, we have a dual role of those that are incarnated in this age. That is to hospice a dying generation and to birth a new one. And, and so, so we've got to compassionately help these wicked people go on, move on. Uh, and, and at the same time, will wake up souls to the light that is within them, acknowledge the beauty that's within them. Um, so uh, the more we learn how to affirm, uh, you know, there was this uh, anthropologist that went all through South America and most of the tribes, contrary to our romanticized version of, of tribal people, are very selfish uh, one one person's starving to death. The next person's has rotted meat, you know, uh, stealing and, you know, a lot of bad behavior between them. Uh, they kill other tribes, you know. So they went into this one tribe, though, and they were just totally beautiful. They were the, the most friendly, loving, caring. And they're like, whoa, you know, what what is it that that these people do different? And they found out that when someone commits an offense, they put him in the center of the tribe and starting with the youngers circling around it, older, older, all the way to the elders in the outer circle, 
they start speaking every good thing about that person. They never mention the offense. They say, you touched my life when you did that. You shared a fruit with me. You did this. And they realize, wow, I'm so important. Why am I doing these stupid things? And they stop doing them. And that is what we're bringing in to humanity is to reawaken within them that they are connected. They, they are loved, you know, um, that's why the 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 enemy is trying to divide us by race lines by uh, gender lines by all these lines they're just trying the more division they can create the more scattered chaotic we become um and so um we have to just really go beyond that and just love even those that's why jesus said love your enemies mm. you know it's like whoa that's pretty intense yeah, I was going to say, are you going to put Klaus Schwab in the middle of the circle and tell him all the wonderful things he's done? I've been working on Hillary Clinton for two years now. <laughs> God, I, I still don't love her. Like, <laughs> So, um, and in, in Judaism, we call it the 13 uh, uh, attributes of mercy, which is, is, is the same thing as the teachings of... Uh, Yeshua, Jesus, uh, is is that, that that's what he really wants in this world is is we to help each other get back to our humanity. And we can, we just have to remember, we have to continually bring each other up. You're right. Be the spark, be the spark, be the guy who runs down the hill right. and, and starts dancing. And it's, it has to become a practice, I think, because it's easy to fall back into our habits. It's easy to forget, you know, we're around the same people all the time and we act the same way around the same people. So it's, if you're going to shift into. Do you, do you know, understand why the national anthem is so powerful? It's like and a that, high that vibration. Yeah. It's such a high vibration. It was crafted on a British slave ship. I didn't so, know. Yeah, the, the guy was on the slave ship trying to negotiate a release of slaves and they were bombing this fort and uh, the people on the fort said, let's just keep that American flag up, old glory up. And even though it was sh that's all they were shooting at was the flag to... to <laughs> This is Francis Scott Key? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Francis Scott Key. And he saw the bombs bursting in air. And every time it lit up a thing, he could see that the flag was still there. It cost, I don't know how many lives that they rehoisted the flag up. But the point is that there was a sacrifice, just like the J6 uh, prisoners right now. They're the ones that are are waking helping wake us up because they're suffering for goodness sake for righteousness sake and and just like the prisoners on that british ship i believe that was what caused that song to be so powerful um and so um we're we're birthing uh things out of partly out of our sacrifice and suffering our boldness you know if the guy went down the hill and someone whacked him, he would, he should just get up and keep dancing. 
and 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 that's that's what we have to be willing to do and in order to have the resilience to get back up when someone whacks you when someone insults you does everything in their power to to bring you down because the the higher you get the more they shoot at you my my grandfather used to say something about you know when you're at the top of the hill, everyone's trying to shoot you down. And so when when you've found that light, it's amazing how many people want to put it out, whether it's because they, they can't figure out how to get it themselves or they're jealous, they just don't want you to have it, or it just, it it's shining so light that it, it, it's showing the, the, the truth around and they don't want to see it or whatever it is. Right, so right. Try, so to have the, the ability- what was that? All the above. Yeah. So, so to have the ability to be resilient enough. So all I can think to do is to have affirmations, mantras. I am a light. I am a child of God. I am here to create a better environment and a better world. That's my mission. I'm here. And if, if someone tries to tear you down you have that consciousness about you you don't just fall down but i mean none of us all of us are human and i say that and as soon as i say oh but that gives us an excuse oh but we're just human you can't be on the front lines all the time i've said that to people too when they get down you know and i'm like well no soldiers on the front lines all the time you can rest and that's true because otherwise we would be um out of balance like you said right If if we push too hard on truth, apart from truth, we we start going off balance. And, and, you know, that's why there's um, people that think violence needs to be met with violence. And no, violence needs to be met with love so that it overtakes the violence. You know, if I go into a dark room, I can spend all night trying to push the darkness out of the door or I can turn on a light and as soon as I turn on the light the the darkness has no nowhere to go it just vanishes and and that's you know so so this day that we live in is is really an opportunity for us to become more light than we've ever been to 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 find to allow that pressure to turn us into the diamond that God always intended uh, destiny intended us. Our incarnation was was um, there for, and and so the song that was sung over us when we decided to come into human form, we we just need to wake up and hear it, um, and and allow this pressure to to open our ears. Hear the song, allow ourselves to hear it. You know, sometimes I tell myself, sometimes I think I have a lot to do. Like I came into this lifetime. I learned the things I learned. I was surrounded by the people I was surrounded with. I, in, because I'm, I've got a mission. I'm, I'm here. I know that I want to make the world a better place. I've known that since I was a little girl. And um, then I also know that nothing is required of me. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I just to live. If I were to go into the woods and 
learn botany for the rest of my life. That would be a, a, a good life. Mm -hmm. God wouldn't judge me for that. It would be fine. But, you know, Tom Brown, do you know who Tom Brown, the survivalist? Yeah. Of course, he I read him. What? I read the books. Yes. Um, I'm getting my teenagers into them right now. Those of you who are not aware of Tom Brown, the junior, the survivalist, just start reading. We're reading the tracker now. Um, he went into the woods for a year because he was done with humanity. He was a spiritual man who knew a lot about Native American spirituality and survival. And he went into the woods with a knife for a year and that's all he wanted to do. But then on a vision quest, I hope I'm remembering this right because I'm remembering this from 30 years ago. Uh, sorry, Tom, if I'm getting it wrong. Um, he had the vision strongly that you can't, I mean, I know you want to go live in the woods and be away from all those morons, but you've got to go put into writing what you know, because humanity deserves that. That's your duty. And he listened and thank God, because all of that stuff is available to us. All of that wisdom is available to us. Um, so there's nothing wrong with going into the woods with a knife and getting away from all the morons, you know, but it's that same thing. I think you and I are both called to write the book, to go out and help. And there's, be, because we love, it's because of what we feel in our hearts. We want our children and our grandchildren and everyone's children and everyone's grandchildren, we want humanity to get this experience of love and freedom. And so what can you do at the end of the day, you know, you, I can't just go study botany in the woods. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I um, uh, was so uh, blown away uh, years ago. I was at a festival, big festival, and there was this guy that was making gem elixirs. And I went over and I test tested one. I said, hey, this is pretty good energy work. And and he said, uh, what's your name? And normally I say Yosef Bender, my Hebrew name. And but I was impressed for some reason to say Joseph Bender, which is my uh, scientific, all my scientific papers and stuff are, are, are ascribed under that. And he goes, the Joseph Bender. And I go, uh, what are you talking about? He says, 10 years ago, I was an accountant and I read an article that you wrote and that changed my life. And I've been doing this ever since. And so I was like, whoa, what impact we have. We don't even realize that we can touch people's lives just by smiling at HEB uh, when they're having a bad day. Um, you know, just by being us, we change people. Thank you for the reminder. But it's just those little things. So when people say thank you, um, when people say you've made a difference, or just even if you make a difference in one person's life, how that ripple goes out. That man is going to festivals selling gem elixirs, Joseph. You don't know how many people he's reached. So, um, and then back to the gratitude to the people who reached us, you know, so. Well, and, and by the way, just your kids radiance and joy lets me know you're doing a lot of things right. Oh, thank you. We're, we're, you know, I homeschooling and being with them. I just can't tell people if, if, if you can make it happen, it is, it's the way it was meant to be. We weren't supposed to be away from our children all day long. 
That's agreed. 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 I had a, a business. Uh, I was running two companies, and what I did is I built a schoolroom at my work, and I had a, a tutor there if I wasn't there. And as soon as I had a between meetings, I would go upstairs and be with my kids. So I got to be with them off and on all throughout the day. And they were all home. All six children were homeschooled and, and they're, you know, they didn't like it back then, but are so thankful now because they're entrepreneurs that anything they put their mind to, they know they can learn that, you know, they, they're excelling in everything they do as a result of that foundation of, Hey, you can learn anything you want to just do it. Yeah, it's it's the the fruits are sh really showing for me as well already. Um you know, and I I also take issue with the breaking up of the family. Um I I saw that in American culture, we don't we we've moved away from where our parents are, but why was that? I think it's this insistence that everyone go to university and that 18 to 22 year old age group is missing from our tribe. They go away and then they usually never really come back. They come visit at Christmas or, you know, holidays or something, but that, and I, I, we had a really wonderful family friend who was 20 and turned 21 and was living on our property with us for eight months. And having that age group around, I realized is the tribal glue. It's that, right. that age group. They're still the youth. They can go play soccer for two hours with the little kids and be the big guy and then come sit with the adults around the fire. And they're the cool young guy and they, they, they're the glue and it's, they're missing. And then we, we age and our parents aren't nearby and there's all these issues and the parents aren't there to be with the children. This, this shattering of, of familial ties. Right. Another thing that, that we, um, in Judaism, we say the blessing comes when the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, in other words, it takes three generations to make a blessing. So uh, I went to, uh, in Ojai, California, I went to a multi-generational council where we had young kids, older kids, older things from the Naropa Institute, from the Heart Math Institute. And I don't know why I was invited, but I was there. And the point was that in a multi-generational setting, God can show up. But once we divide one of those things and isolate one generation from another, the the wisdom from the heavenly wisdom stops dripping down on all of us there there is so much to that i've never thought about that and i didn't know that and when you have children around there's just so much joy that you you know you can't get away from it brings it into your heart and when you have old people around there's um compassion and service and wisdom and it's true. We've, we've been compartmentalized and there's so much we can heal. Um, what else did you want to share with us today? I just, um, that, um, by everybody being encouraged, um, to seek true spiritual, one of the ways we, um, different between religion and spirituality is religion says I've arrived at something spirituality says i'm still seeking and 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 so when 
Um, I I even believe I say I'm deceived because I don't know all truth. I only know parts of truth. So I so pr from a place of deception, I seek truth, not from a place of I've got the truth, because then that would bring in pride and 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 I would start my own religion, you know, uh, probably um, or, or veer to one of the religions of man. And that's that's the difference between true spirituality and and a religious spirit is that you never stop learning, you never stop growing, you never stop yearning for more of truth, more of love, more of hope, more of faith. You know, all these things you cry out for and and um, people show up that um, you impart to them and they impart to you. Um, every every contact I ever have, I go, am I going to be taught something or am I supposed to teach something? Um, and, and once you have that, you realize that that's what our relationships are all about. You're not stuck in the mundane, oh, I like this person or I don't like this person. It has nothing to do with liking them. It has to do with, should I impart something holy and rich to fill their life or, or are they here to do something in my life? And, you know, I'm just as receptive as I am willing to give. Well, I think a lot of times it goes both ways, right? You, right, right. Exactly. Both, like both children. Both. Yeah. You think I'm going to teach you something today and boy, do you get taught. Well, um, how do you pray, Joseph? You know, What's there was a, a, a guy that did a course where um, until you could bend a spoon with your mind, you wouldn't know how to pray. I've been doing it all wrong. Okay. Uh, so, no, I had I had Dale Pond on here. He said kind of the same thing. He didn't say you wouldn't know how to pray. He was like, until you bend a spoon, you won't you you won't be able to see the world in the way that is such a beautiful, unbelievable way to see it. Exactly, and 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 so the we have to cultivate in us deeper desire because it's it's from desire that. We can we can shape the world of Yashad, which is just over the world of milk Mukad in in the tree of life is Muk, the earth plane, and then just over it there's an uh, kind of like the astral plane, and we can influence that astral plane with our emotions, with our desire, and once we learn how to pierce through that, we can start moving up the tree of life, uh, a, a spiritual ascending. Um, but you know, th that first, when a rocket lifts off the launching pad, it, ha it uses most of its fuel just to get a few feet off the ground. And we don't realize the cost of true spirituality. And we're not ready to use the amount of spiritual fuel we need to leave Earth's orbit, to, to leave the gravitational pull in 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 the the mundane that what we call the ten thousand things that distract us. Does that help? Well, <laughs> I'm uh, you know there's there's certain philosophies that say we should have no desire, and you're saying that we need more desire. But I'm imagining that desire can mean different things, and desire for God. God, um, God yes. Yeah. Saint John of the Cross, um, I think, uh, in his ascent to Mount Carmel, spelled it out the better. He was a 14th century mystic. 
He he wrote 14 poems and considered, considered Spain's greatest poet, one of Spain's greatest poets. And, and he was, uh, of course, persecuted because he was such a holy guy. But um, he talks about if we have the desire for only God, absolutely nothing but God, we get everything else plus God. And, and so that's what I mean is by refining your hunger and your, your just your inside longing for uh, the divine above all things. And once you do that, um, you realize that, you know, all the, the attachments of the world are, are ridiculous. They're, they're silly compared to the, the glory of God, the kavod we call it um can you teach us to bend a spoon joseph bender <laughs> that would be a separate podcast <laughs> and we got to do that because i tried i did the thing you know i went into a deep meditation and the way that i i haven't studied it enough i haven't i haven't bent a spoon have you okay. yeah yeah of course uh, i'll teach you one starting exercise okay take a pencil and you turn it slowly. And so you can see all the different faces on the pencil, the writing and the uh, yellow face and stuff. And then close your eyes and see how long you can hold the image of the pencil in your mind. Until you can hold it for over a minute, you haven't learned how to even concentrate, which is the first step. In And once you get good at it, you can actually turn imagine it turning in your mind and seeing all the facets of the pencil. Um, and that's a concentration exercise that helps train your uh, faculties to um, uh, focus. And then once you learn that the mind is just a tool and not you, that your consciousness, which is a completely different thing. So, so in meditate, when I meditate, I meditate sometimes eight, 10 hours a day. Um, and the only way I can do that is my witness consciousness observes everything without judgment. And I, I've learned that that's different from my mental idea. And, you know, still sometimes a little idea will float by my head, but I, I just ignore it like a cloud blowing by. I don't even pay it any attention because then I'd get into my mind. I use my mind as a tool when I'm doing my scientific work, but I use my intuition as, as a way to discover what my mind needs to ferret out. Wow. Okay. I'll do the pencil thing and uh, <laughs> um definitely never meditated for eight hours. So, but I'm not comparing. I'm not comparing. I'm a wonderful, beautiful child. Get, get your, uh, I tell you what, get your kids to go out on a nice cloudy, puffy, cloudy day, not the horrible clouds that we're seeing, but, um, and pick a small cloud and have them imagine fire and watch them melt that cloud. My daughter was so good at this, she could make donuts. She would punch a hole in the middle and round off the edges. And all of a sudden you'd see a donut floating up in the sky. So um, that's a good uh, exercise to teach the kids so that when they get older, they, they realize this stuff's a lot easier than we think.
Wow. Okay. My kids are not little anymore. So we'll, we'll, we'll do it though. I mean, I'm game. <laughs> okay. Well, shifting into this timeline of our choosing, our collective conscious choosing, this is, we've got some stuff to work with here, Joseph. Thank you. Well, it was a delight uh, to share with you as always and look forward to, uh, I loved your song the other day about the injections. Oh I'm yeah, sorry. that one's on YouTube. I can link to it. Um, I will uh, put anything in the show notes I can as I go through to, to post this. And did we... Did we accomplish what you wanted to accomplish, Joseph? I, I think we, we got people hungry to seek out more understanding in this area. Um, and if if that goal has been accomplished, if we've made people hungry for, oh, you know what, I think I might need to revisit some of these spiritual teachings um, uh, w without judgment, without the reaction from the, you know, there's always going to be people that are, 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 are going to use religion as a tool to promote their self-interests. And, and, and those people, you just have to ignore. Um, and so um, hopefully this will re reignite people back to uh, the, the transcendental truths that truly change our lives. Okay. So with that freedom junkies, please let us know if this, interview if this time that we've spent if it's given you any light bulbs have gone off if it shifted you off in an awesome direction because that's what we need we need you to tell us you're making gem potions now <laughs> i'm kidding um and as always please share and like and subscribe and get this out there freedom junkie radio is just uh my offering to bring more freedom into our lives. I want us to be completely free. And in natural law, the only thing you can't do is harm someone else. Otherwise you should be free and we all should. And we don't need to look to authorities to tell us how to live or who to be, or we get to choose that. And so let's shrug off the mantle of authoritarianism and be the governance of ourselves, our own governors, and live in a space of, of imperfection, knowing that we always have room to grow and learn and that none of us are perfect. But at the same time, we all are because we are little drops of the divine. So with that. And this Jewish boy says, Amen. I'm in and shalom. Thank you, Joseph. You're welcome. Thank you, Freedom Junkies. We'll see you next time and ciao for now.